You're listening to the Ideal Life Club podcast, episode 25. Welcome to the Ideal Life Club podcast, where it's all about fast-tracking your ideal life. Join your host, life coach, and author of The Happiness Habits Transformation, Michelle Reeves, for inspiration and practical tips to finally claim success on your terms with clarity, confidence, and the courage to unleash your passion on the world. Michelle here and welcome back to the Ideal Life Club podcast. And before we get started with this episode, I want to just say a very happy 4th of July to all my US listeners out there. Have the most amazing day guys. And an especially big shout out to our friends Lisa and Cassie and also to Kuda, Ruth and Alexander Starr, the team from This Is My Era. Now, talking about making this your era, in this episode I want to talk to those of you who are starting to panic because it's suddenly the middle of the year. We're halfway through 2019 as I'm recording this, the summer vacation is within touching distance and my two little people actually broke up from school today and you're wondering how on earth you're going to get all the things done that are still on your to-do list. If that resonates with you, don't worry. In this episode, I'll be sharing my tips for staying on top of your goals for the rest of the year without sacrificing your sanity or your summer vacation. But before we get started, I wanted to remind you about my free mini course, Overcome Overwhelm, to help you ditch overwhelm and get back on top fast. There's nothing worse than the sickening feeling of having too much to do and not knowing where to start. As a business owner, speaker, author and busy mum of two, I know what it's like to have a lot going on in your world. And I've definitely been there, feeling lost in a sea of overwhelm. So when I identified the key triggers that kickstart that feeling and how to overcome them, I knew I had to create a free mini course to help you stop overwhelm in its tracks and get back on top fast. In this mini course, you'll learn the key steps to take when overwhelm hits so it doesn't stop you from taming your to-do list and smashing your goals. I walk you through each video module step by step with easy access on your desktop, laptop, tablet or phone and there are even downloadable workbooks you can use to consolidate your learning and create a personal toolkit you can use the next time overwhelm hits. To sign up now for instant access to all the videos and workbooks, head over to michellereevescoaching.com forward slash overwhelm. That's michellereevescoaching.com forward slash overwhelm. And as always, I'll add the link into my show notes. Okay, back to the show. So last Saturday evening, I went outside to feed our four Indian runner ducks, Jeremy, Lucy, Hermione and Feathers, and they were being super cute and funny. So I sat down on the lawn and just quietly watched them doing their thing. They ate the food, they drank some water, and then they washed themselves. They took their time so that every little feather got a wash or a scratch. They were so methodical and it was very clear they'd done this over and over again. But there was no rushing. There was no, okay, I have to do this washing super fast because I need to get back to the pond or take a nap, which they 
did afterwards, by the way, tucking their heads under their wings and snuggling up. But then the kids came out and distracted them and suddenly they were like, we're definitely not washing or sleeping now. But before that point, they were focused on getting their job done, knowing exactly what feathers to wash in what order until they felt happy that they were clean. And sometimes it's the same way with us. We know what we want to achieve and we're doing what we need to do. And then summer comes along and totally distracts us with its promise of less time and more scarcity. But I like to think of the summer as a natural break point in the year, a time to pause for a moment and get our bearings, to decide if the direction we've been heading in for the first half of the year is still moving us towards our destination, our goals and our biggest vision, and to make some new plans if we need to. So let me ask you some questions. How far away are you from your destination? How far away did you expect to be? And what do you need to do for the rest of the year to get back on track and reach that destination? Or perhaps you need to shift direction and go in a completely different direction. Not because that first destination is scary, but because you've realized it's not where you want to go at all. You want to go somewhere else entirely. And that's fine. And you need to forgive yourself for that. And just get on with it and make a new plan starting again. But so often what we do is we rush through and we just say, hey, you know, last quarter I didn't hit my targets, but I'm just going to keep going and the next quarter, you know, we'll get there. And if we don't stop and have a really good look at what we've been doing and focus on the details, we can end up being in a destination that we actually didn't want to be or taking a route that's going to take way longer or that we actually don't enjoy at all. Deciding how we want to feel, what we want to achieve and how to make that happen is a key part of any ideal life plan. But it's hard to set a course for where we want to get to unless we know where we are right now. Setting time aside regularly to pause and renew or reflect on where we are puts us staking the ground. It helps us say, I'm here. And then we can reset our compass for success, whatever that means for us. And it will mean different things for different people and create a path to help us get there. Another reason to reflect is to gather information that will help us choose how to use our precious time, energy and resources both over the summer and the rest of the year. What can we let go of that isn't serving us? What will we keep? What will we start and stop doing? I'm going to be filling this episode with questions you can use to pause and reflect on where you are right now in your life and business plus tips for getting crystal clear on what you want to achieve for the rest of the year and how to create a realistic plan to get you there. So grab your journal and a pen and make some notes because this is going to be a totally actionable episode. Now, before we get into all of that, I wanted to just say here that when we're pausing to review, whether that's daily, weekly, monthly, or in this case, at the half year, it's super important you don't start beating yourself up for not meeting your own expectations so far. That's not what pausing to reflect is about. 
It's about being curious and honest and kind with ourselves and gathering information so we can make informed choices about how best to spend our time going forwards. Okay, let's get started. Now, as all my clients know, I believe true success is about finding balance across all areas of our lives. Our business or work interacts with our personal life, whether we like it or not. So as well as looking at where we are in our businesses, we're going to be looking at some other areas of our life too. We're going to be looking at our health. If you don't feel well physically or mentally, it doesn't matter how it looks in other areas of your life. Our health needs to be a priority and that includes eating well, sleeping well and staying hydrated. We'll also look at mindset because our physical health is super important, but we also need to maximize our mindset and work on any self-limiting beliefs that might hold us back. This can cover everything from self-doubt and overwhelm to your relationship with money, for example. How many personal goals do you have? Personal goals can involve everything from your interests like sports, dream trips, or a desire to play a musical instrument to getting fitter or making more time for fun and relaxation. Now, most of us want to share our success and happiness with the people that are most important to us and have people who can support us in difficult times. But relationships don't just happen, they take work too, from that special someone to our family, friends, colleagues and so on. So relationship goals also form part of any ideal life plan. But first, I like to start my half year review with some high level questions about the year so far. So if you have your journal in front of you, draw a line across the middle of the page and at the top of the first half, write January, February, March. And at the top of the second half, write April, May and June. Now, for each of those quarters of the year, ask yourself some questions. What went well in this time period? What did I achieve? What didn't go so well? How do I know? What metrics or measurements do I have to tell me? Why did the things that went well go well? And what about the things that didn't go so well? Where have I spent the majority of my time this year? What activities with what people doing what things? And where have I been busy versus being productive. Okay, if you want to work on this as we go along, just press pause on this podcast for a moment and think about your answers to those questions. Bust out your journal and make some notes. And if the metrics one stumped you, here's some suggestions of ways to measure your success depending on your goals. The number of profitable products you launched, your income versus expenditure, your customer base and retention numbers, email list growth and churn, that's the number of people that you lost versus the number of people that you gained, your social media followings by channel, testimonials received and implemented in your marketing, the stickiness of your social media schedule content, your content shares, any JV partnership results, any affiliate deals that went well. 
a review of your technical platforms, your email, website, online store and content scheduling. You could also do a design review or a content review. Okay, so let's start going a bit deeper now and look at the different areas of your life and work that you might have had goals for for the first half of the year. I'm going to give you some more questions for each of these areas so you can reflect on where you are right now, today, before we move forward into planning ahead for the rest of the year. So let's look at your personal growth goals to start off with. What personal growth goals did you set for yourself this year? Have you met them? What's gone well and what hasn't gone as well as you expected? What have you learned from your experiences and what have you learned about yourself? Who's been more in charge of your mind, you or your inner cavewoman? Where do you need to keep learning? Where can you share your knowledge to help give value to others? What's made you happy, fulfilled and content? How are you building brand you? How have you worked on legacy building for the first half of the year? What are you grateful for and what successes can you celebrate? Because if you know me, you know I am all about celebrating our successes. So important to keep our motivation going and give us that mojo we need to start pursuing new goals. Okay, let's move on to looking at your health goals. Here's some questions to think about for this area. How do you feel in your body? How has your health been so far this year? What health goals have you been working on and what have you achieved? If you haven't achieved what you'd hoped to, why might that be? Do you feel confident that you're eating a balanced and nutritional diet that suits your body? Have you found an exercise routine that works for you and that you enjoy? Are you staying hydrated throughout the day? Are you drinking more, less or about the recommended amount of alcohol per week? Are you sleeping enough? Do you have a sleep routine that sets you up for a restful night? Are there any health niggles that you've been putting off talking to a professional about? And this one was definitely one for me when I did my last review. I'd been putting off going to see a physiotherapist for the longest time. And I put it on my calendar and got it done. And thank goodness, because we are making some great progress. So big shout out and thank you to Fiona O'Leary for that. Okay, let's move on to your mindset. Here's some questions for this area. How has your mindset served you so far this year? Who's been more in control of your mindset? You or your inner cavewoman? What thoughts have you had that have held you back? What beliefs have you been holding on to that you'd like to let go of? What beliefs and thoughts have served you well? Have you felt confident enough to tackle the challenges in your life and business? When things have not gone as well as you expected, have you been able to have a sense of perspective and bounce back quickly? Have you felt successful have you felt satisfied with your life overall? 
I hope you're pressing pause and making some killer notes as we go through these questions. But right now we're gonna move on to relationships. Here's some questions about this area of your life. Have you spent quality time with the people in your life who are most important to you? Has there been someone special that you've enjoyed spending time with? Have there been people to support you through the tough times? Are there any relationships that have not been as positive as you would have liked? Are you happy with the level of intimacy in your life? What are some of the best moments you've had in your relationships this year? Are there any relationships or circles that you need to work more on? Are there any that you need to let go of? Have you been the partner, friend, daughter, sister, mother, aunt, or grandmother that you wanted to be? Have you supported and encouraged those around you? Whoa, that is a lot of questions. So do hit rewind and go back through all of them and make some notes so that you have a chance to do a really thorough review of the first half of your year. Now, before we move on to making some new plans for what you want to do for the second half of the year, it's really important that we clear some space for any new work we're going to do. And the summer is a great time to do that because we can step back and have a look at our schedule and find a way to clear space for new goals by stopping doing things in your business that are not productive or profitable and also stopping doing things in your life. Maybe there are some relationships that you need to move away from. Maybe there's some regular things on your calendar that just aren't serving you. Or perhaps there's just a little bit too much social media scrolling that you can put a stop to. Whatever it is that clears the space for you, now is a time to make a note of how you are going to make that happen. Okay, so I hope you've enjoyed looking back and reviewing each of the areas of your life and work. Now we're going to take that work and use it to help us decide which of the areas you want to work on for the rest of the year, so for the second half of the year. But first of all, before we start getting into metrics and detail, we're going to take a journey into the future. Setting goals and making plans is crucial in helping us reach our ideal life, but if we don't have a clear vision for where we want to get to, we'll start to get all bogged down in the how. And that can quickly lead to overwhelm, right? Which gets us nowhere fast. So what we're going to do right now is think about the areas that we just reviewed with all those questions I gave you and imagine what you'd like to see happen in each of them. We're going to imagine it in all the detail using all your senses, thinking about colors and smells and how you feel. So here's what I recommend. Get alone with your journal and a pen or a pencil and if you can snuggle up somewhere nice without your phone, so much the better. That beep beeping is a total killer for our imaginations because it constantly draws us back to the present when at the moment we want to be kind of thinking into the future. Then pick one of the areas that was in that review, so whether that's your personal goals or your health or your relationships, 
close your eyes and picture what you most love to see happen between now and the end of the year. Don't get caught up worrying about not knowing how you'll make it happen yet. Just focus on the what right now. Then open your eyes and use your journal to capture that vision in as much detail as possible. So who are you in that vision? What qualities and skills do you have? How are you dressed? How are you feeling? Who are you with? What work are you doing? And then move on to the next area until you have a vision for all of the ones that you would like to work on. Okay, now going back once you've done that and looking at all of those visions, which ones excite you the most? I recommend making a maximum of three you want to work on between now and the end of the year because there is only so much time that we have and it is super easy at the half year point to start getting really scared about being able to meet your goals in the second half of the year. Now, when we do that, we can start to pile all the tasks into our to-do list and realize that we just don't have enough time to get everything done, which again leads us down that path to overwhelm. So focusing in on just three key goals that we want to work on allows us to have a clear path, a clear path that we can follow, a step by step path to those goals without getting bogged down in overwhelm. Now, if you feel that you can do more than that, then great, go for it. But just be mindful not to do too much. And here is also a tip that I learned from Brendan Burchard, which is set yourself a list for 2020. So we're currently in 2019 set yourself up a list for 2020. And anything that you feel you're just not gonna get to this year, but you really like the idea of it, put it on that list for 2020. And then when you do your end of year review in December, you can scan through that list and decide which of those things you want to put on your 2020 goals list. Okay, so hopefully now you have three exciting visions that you want to work on between now and the end of the year. So let's get down and dirty with some goal setting. And I know this is an area that some of you really struggle with, how to set goals. So we're definitely going to be spending some time focusing on that. But first, I want to share seven common mistakes that we often make when we're setting goals that can really hold us back. The first is that we don't write our goals down. So if a goal's not written down, it's just a dream without any power. But when we write our goals down, they start to take on a new form, a powerful form that encourages our brain to set things in motion to reach them. Once you focus on the what, it starts to get much easier to focus on the how to make it happen. The second thing is that we create too many goals. We're all running or creating our businesses, so setting too many goals is going to lead to overwhelm, like I said before. Keeping the number measurable is the best way to get things done. 
The third thing is we only set goals for one area of our lives. So most of us are focused on building our businesses and it's natural we want to move towards wanting to set goals in that space. But as I said before, our lives are about so much more than work. And each of the areas that we reviewed before does interact with each other. So it's important that we spread that growth around a bit. The fourth thing is that we don't make our goals specific. Most goals suffer from being too vague. So I want to write a book rather than I will write a book about the eight happiness habits that took me from functioning to fabulous and have it published by January 2019. The fifth thing is we don't make our goals measurable. And if you can't measure something, then you can't manage it. So the only way we know how we're doing with our goals is to quantify them. And I gave you loads of questions a little bit earlier on for metrics for your business, for example. But there are loads of metrics you can use for other areas as well. So with your health, rather than saying, I want to lose weight, how much weight and by when? The sixth thing is we don't set a deadline. Deadlines create a sense of urgency, which is really what helps us to get things done. If we don't make growth a priority, then it won't be a priority. And it's so easy to procrastinate or put off those growth goals in the business of our day-to-day life, isn't it? And finally, we don't keep our goals visible. So I used to write down a set of goals at the beginning of the year and then I would put them in a drawer and I wouldn't look at them again till the end of the year. I would just kind of get on with doing the busy work. But keeping our goals visible keeps us focused on achieving them. And it also helps our brain to work for us by searching for solutions. When we can see our goals very visibly, either with a vision board or just a list of goals that you stick on your wall so you can look at them every single day, it allows the power of our minds to start searching for solutions, just like putting a search term into Google. Okay, so now we know what we want to avoid, let's start working on setting some exciting goals for the second half of the year. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you to bust out your journal again because what we're gonna be doing now is taking each of the exciting visions from the review section we did earlier and work backwards from December through November, October and September to decide where we want to be by the end of each month. So for example, if you wanted to have maybe written the first draft of a book by the 31st of December, how much will you need to have completed by the end of November or the end of October or September? You can then write that out as a clear goal for each of those months with a measure to make sure you know that you are hitting that goal. Now, you've probably heard of the acronym SMART that is so often used in business to help you set goals. I actually like to use my own one, which is called SMILE, because at the end of the day, I want my goals to make me do just that, to make me smile. Here's what SMILE stands for. S is for specific. M for measurable. I means it's individual to me, in my control and realistic. The L stands for long, medium or short-term timescale. And the E is because it is exciting. But seriously, if you prefer to use SMART, 
go for it. Use whichever version most appeals to you. Now let's use that acronym to give some examples for goals relating to this book draft that we're talking about. So for example, by the 31st of December, we could say I have completed my book and written 50,000 words. By the end of November, I have written two thirds of my book. By the end of September, I will have researched my book and cleared space in my diary to get started writing. Now, here's something really important. When you know where you are and you get crystal clear on where you want to get to, which we've just done, there will be a gap. And that gap is where fear can hang out and totally trip us up. So we're going to plan in bridging that gap. So as I said before, in the book scenario, by the 30th September, we will have researched the book and cleared space in our diaries to write. That goal is bridging a gap between where I am now, knowing that I want to write a book but not having all the information I need, and where I want to get to, which is being ready to start writing. So for example, you could use the summer to do research for a particular goal or to maybe learn a new skill like how to use Facebook ads or an app like Canva or just to make space in your diary to get stuff done in the second half of the year. Okay, so here's where if you're working through this as the episode plays, you need to be pressing pause and setting yourself some exciting and challenging goals for the next few months. And do please remember not to overwhelm yourself by trying to take on too much. You have got that 2020 list, remember, to make a note of all the things that you think, I'm just not gonna get that done this year, but I don't want to lose it. Okay, so I'm gonna keep going, assuming that you've done your goal setting and that you've pressed play again. So you should now have a clear set of measurable goals for each of the areas you decided to work on for the rest of the year after your review, one for each month up until the end of the year. Now we're gonna start creating the important plan for each of your goals and getting the tasks onto your calendar. Now, this is the bit that I used to really struggle with. I would get super excited about setting goals, but then I wouldn't follow through by figuring out what actions I needed to take to achieve those goals, or I wouldn't put them on my calendar to make sure they got done. Why didn't I do it? Well, because I got all caught up in not knowing how to reach my goals. It got challenging, and so my brain said, oh, forget it, let's do that tomorrow and answer some emails instead. So I came up with a way to make it less challenging by figuring out not what I needed to do, but what questions I needed to answer. Our brains love to answer questions, so it immediately gets us thinking about finding the answers to those questions, and that gets you into doing mode. It also helps us to break our goals down into small chunks that feel less overwhelming. So let's go back and take that book goal example again that we used earlier. And the goal that by the end of September, I will have researched my book and cleared space in my diary to write. 
The questions I might need to answer to achieve that goal could be, what tasks on my to-do list can I postpone or delegate to clear space for me to write? What events in my calendar can I reschedule? Where do I feel most energised to write and what time of day is best for me? What do I need to know to start writing my book? Where can I start looking for that information? And who do I know that I can call on to help me with that? Do you see how those questions actually get our brain to start working for us rather than against us? So the next step is to add those questions into your calendar as a task for each of the weeks in the month. So to use our book analogy again, in week one, I would decide what tasks on my to-do list to postpone or delegate and what events in my calendar to reschedule. I'd decide where I feel most energized to write and what time of day is best for me. Then in week two, I would decide what I needed to know to start writing my book and where I can start looking for that information, start reading, reaching out to people I know that might be able to help me, which would leave weeks three and four to do the research so that I'd be ready to start writing the book by my deadline. Okay, so let's get started with your goals. I'm going to suggest you follow this process for each of your exciting goals, but just focusing on the first month. So that might be August for you, or it might be September for you. So bust out your journal again and write down the questions that you need to answer for each of your goals for that first month. The next step, add those weekly questions into whatever planner or calendar system you use with a specific date and time slot to work on the answers. I know this seems super detailed, but it literally is how things get done. If you have a meeting with someone, you don't add it to your to-do list. You add it to your calendar with a date and time. And that's how you know when it's going to take place. Now, when you've completed that, I seriously want to give you a pat on the back because you'll have a set of questions or tasks for the first month that will help you complete your exciting goals and take you one step further to achieving your visions. Now you might ask why I don't recommend you go beyond the first month with the questions. And that's because I do a review each month of where I am. And I'm not necessarily gonna know whether I've found the answers to the questions and if I've, how far I've moved forward. So while I have very clear goals of where I want to get to by the end of each month between now and the end of the year, I won't work on the detail of the questions I need answering until a little bit nearer at the time. Wow, we have covered a ton of stuff already in this episode. We've created a vision for the different areas of your life, set clear, measurable monthly goals to help you achieve that vision between now and the end of the year, and brainstorm the questions that you need answering to get going on those goals. So finally, I want to talk about a crucial part of achieving our goals, doing the work. So having a clear vision, goals, and an action plan is great, but without doing the work, we're just dreaming about the future, not creating it. So how are you gonna make sure that you follow through on the tasks and the goals that you've set yourself? Here's some tips from me. 
firstly print off a copy of your goals and put them somewhere that you'll see them every day. If you don't have a printer, then just write them out with a marker on a sheet of A4 paper and then just put them on the wall where you're gonna see them. Set aside some specific time in your calendar to complete your tasks, to answer the questions that you've got for each of your goals. It is so easy to get caught up in the busyness of every day. If we don't schedule stuff in our calendar, it's not gonna get done. Create a deep focus zone by switching off your phone and shutting off social media I use the OneTab app actually to collapse all my tabs into one so I don't get the notifications in my browser. You can always open them up later, it's a great tool. And then find an accountability buddy or a networking group that you like to be part of, or a coach of course, that can help hold you accountable for your tasks. If you're in the Ideal Life Club Facebook group, you can absolutely share your goals for the week in our weekly thread on Mondays. At the end of the week, I always do a review of where I am with my weekly tasks and questions and replan if I need to for the following week. Now, when self-doubt starts to creep in, remember what you have achieved in, a par- in the past. Remember your capacity and capability to learn and pivot and to ask questions. These are all great strengths that will help you meet your goals. And don't forget, It's okay to put up your hand and say, I don't know the answer. Does anybody else know the answer? That is the beauty of networking groups. And if you listen to the last episode with Laura Ludlow, episode 24, we went into all the detail about how networking groups have helped her in her business. And they've certainly helped me too. Now, if you find you're constantly moving a task along from one week to the next, Make sure that you do ask yourself why that is. Is it too big? Is it too challenging? If so, try to break it down into smaller chunks or ask yourself if it actually really needs doing right now. Is it something that's gonna help you move towards your goals for the end of the year or is it something you need to park on your 2020 list? And finally, don't forget to celebrate when you get tasks done. I have a daily success party plan and I celebrate everything, even the smallest steps forward. It really helps to build your motivation and your momentum. Okay, the last thing that I wanted to talk about is the summer vacation when you have kids. It can be really challenging. I know I have my kids here all day now for the next few weeks, so how on earth do we manage to get anything done? First of all, I limit the amount of stuff that I get done over the summer holidays. I have learnt by experience that trying to get too many things done is just going to cause overwhelm for me and make me a grumpy mama. So I really try and plan ahead now and make sure that the summer holidays is downtime. It's time for me to think. It's time for me to plan and it's time for me not to put too much on my calendar so I can properly enjoy having fun with the kids. The second thing is to use the summer holidays as a way to get creative. When we're really busy in our businesses, it's hard for our brains to be creative because we're focusing on the tasks at hand. We're focusing on being in our business. 
If we want to work on our business, the part of our brains that works best when we're doing planning and creative work, that's going to work when we're really not focusing on the doing. So stepping away for a while, spending a bit of time not thinking about work, sometimes is the best way to get our brains actually thinking about work. Another tip is to keep a notebook with you at all times. I definitely find that I get ideas for my business when I'm playing. We might be at the beach, maybe at the pool, wherever we are, I know that I can grab my notebook or my phone and just make some killer notes so that I can capture all those great ideas. Okay, how many of you listening to this today get up early in the morning to make space for you? If you do, you and I are definitely on the same page. In the summer, I definitely get up before the kids do and try and give myself at least an hour for some me time. Whether that's going to be to do some meditation and yoga, reading something or getting stuck into some work tasks that I know need to get done to move me forward in my business. Having that little space at the beginning of the day and achieving something makes it so much easier not to get overwhelmed during the day. And finally, if you've used the tips in this episode to create yourself a realistic schedule for the rest of this year with the goals that you want to achieve and a step-by-step set of questions to get you there, then give yourself a break. The summer vacation is a time to kick back and enjoy yourself. So please do not feel guilty for having some downtime. Okay, That's it from me today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and that you'll use your journal to make some killer notes that will help you to plan ahead for the rest of 2019. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I know your time is valuable and I really appreciate you taking the time to join me. Before I go, I would love you to join us in the Ideal Life Club Facebook community, which is a supportive space I've created on Facebook for ambitious women who want to grow themselves as well as their business. To find out more and join us, head over to michellereevescoaching.com forward slash Ideal Life Club. And finally, if you like this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on iTunes and subscribe so that more amazing women get to hear the podcast. In the meantime, until next week, be positive, be powerful, be productive, and keep fast-tracking your ideal life. Bye for now. (laughs) 